My name is Padraig Tuma, and one of the things I love about poetry is summed up with a line from Emily Dickinson who speaks of telling the truth but telling it slant. And sometimes a poet, if they want to make a serious point about politics, will enter into that serious point through the side door and they might describe something of landscape or something of memory or something of joy, but there's a line in it that strikes home because that line is telling a deep political truth around which everything else gathers. Portable Paradise by Roger Robinson. And if I speak of paradise, then I'm speaking of my grandmother, who told me to carry it always on my person, concealed so no one else would know but me. That way they can't steal it, she'd say. And if life puts you under pressure, trace its ridges in your pocket, smell its piney scent on your handkerchief, hum its anthem under your breath. And if your stresses are sustained and daily, get yourself to an empty room, be it hotel, hostel or hovel. Find a lamp and empty your paradise onto a desk, your white sands, green hills and fresh fish. Shine the lamp on it like the fresh hope of morning and keep staring at it till you sleep. This is the title poem of a book by Roger Robinson, A Portable Paradise. He's a Trinidadian poet who lives between Trinidad and London. And so his um, book um, pays attention to um, Trinidad, which is always with him, but as well as being black British. The book is a phenomenally contemporary one, um, honouring the struggle to survive in the face of institutional racism and classism in Britain. And it's a book that honours family with tenderness and a book about art and the importance and value of art. And there is reference to place, and place as a great nurturer, as well as then place as a place of threat. And I loved that this final poem, the title poem, seems to gather all of those themes together. The book is a long reflection on paradise and the word is such an interesting word, paradise. It comes into Latin and Greek and English um, through an early Iranian language, Avestan, which is the language of the scriptures of Zoroastrianism, and it means an enclosed garden. And so I suppose often in English you think of paradise, speaking of the garden of paradise, Eden, and John Milton's epic poem called Paradise Lost is about Adam and Eve losing or being expelled from Eden. Or people might think about paradise as heaven as well. But Roger Robinson's paradise is one that's firmly located in the here and now. It's located in the shell in your pocket or in the piney scent in your handkerchief or the anthem you hold in your ears. It's not about a hereafter. It's about a here. And I think that is part of the political protest of it, because in the here that the speaker of the poem lives in, there are people who want to steal your paradise. They can't steal it, the grandmother is hoping, but they want to. And clearly in this poem, there are wounds and sustained wounds and injuries and deaths that can come from your paradise being stolen. 
I see the word concealed there and I think of headlines where in London there might be references to young people of colour carrying a concealed weapon. And I think he is deliberately taking this idea of concealed and talking about what do you conceal because other people will deny it and threaten you. Other powers will. And people who say that they're the law keepers and threaten you with being perceived as the law breaker. And I think ultimately he's saying that your paradise is a quality of life, but deeper than that, it's your life. The elegance of this poem flows like music and this poem has such extraordinary technique in it and you can analyse the technique between the pronouns in it. Um, there's the line, just the sixth line, it's only a 17 line poem, the line, that way they can't steal it, she'd say. That's a turning point in this poem, it's a hinge because before that line you hear um, references to I and me. If I speak, I'm speaking, told me, my person. And then after this sixth line, you see all these references to you. If life puts you, your pocket, your handkerchief, your breath, your stresses, get yourself your white sands, you sleep. So the line, that way they can't steal it, she'd say, is a hinge. And this hinge calls for our attention. Because before it, you hear I twice and me twice. And after it, you hear you or your nine times. And so it really focuses us on that hinge line that calls for attention to wonder who is the they that wants to steal it. This poem isn't sentimental. This poem is saying, here is what it's like to hold a paradise when you know you live in a reality that people would want to steal your paradise, steal your life. One of the complexities of literature is the way within which literature invites people to identify with a point of view and with a character in it. And it's so easy to want to be brought into the point of view of the speaker here or the grandmother. And I think that there is always a literary and moral and ethical challenge, certainly for me, is to find myself in at that line. That way they can't steal it, she'd say. When have I been the they? When have I looked on somebody else and thought, oh, I want that. And I might have denied that I'm stealing it, but I'm stealing it anyway. And so the literary invitation for me is to think about that line and how that line has impacted me. And after that then, and how I have been the demonstration of the impact of that line. And after that then, maybe after I've done some of that work, I can think about, oh, how do I identify with the poet? How do I identify with the grandmother? Who has been that for me? Where are the places that sustain me and keep me going in my mind but that part there is the immediate and primal challenge to me and I think that's an important thing in terms of the ethics of reading
I think this poem um, invites people who have lived under a sustained threat to imagine what has sustained them through living through that threat and whose voices in their ancestors and their matriarchs have um, given them ways to hold on to something that keeps them alive as well as then maintain the focus to know that it isn't your fault, that there is something out to steal, there is a they out to steal what's going on and from that then to keep that in your mind too to be aware that you're in the struggle and I think other people who haven't lived under sustained um, torture and sustained stealing and people who have lived in systems that have benefited them rather than bereaved them I think the invitation here is to pay attention to when have I been the person who whether I admit it or not has been out to steal the paradises that keep people alive Portable Paradise by Roger Robinson And if I speak of paradise, then I'm speaking of my grandmother who told me to carry it always on my person, concealed, so no one else would know but me. That way they can't steal it, she'd say. And if life puts you under pressure, trace its ridges in your pocket. Smell its piney scent on your handkerchief. Hum its anthem under your breath. And if your stresses are sustained and daily, get yourself to an empty room, be it hotel, hostel or hovel. Find a lamp and empty your paradise onto a desk. Your white sands, green hills and fresh fish shine the lamp on it like the fresh hope of morning and keep staring at it till you sleep. Portable Paradise comes from Roger Robinson's book of the same name. Thank you to People Tree Press, who gave us permission to use Roger's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Chris Hegel, Aaron Kalasako, Siri Grassley, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, Christiane Wartell, Karen Navar Wiki. Karen Towie, Suarisa, and me, Lily Percy. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Trikushen and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett, Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.